It's Beelis Daily on the new 105.5 Sports, live from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios here in Auburn. Final half hour on this Friday. My name is Aaron Morris, filling in for Maddie B here this morning. We're on every weekday from 10 to noon. And on the phone right now, we have the sports editor of The Forecaster. Find them online at theforecaster.net, Michael Hoffer. And Michael, thanks so much for joining us. It looks like Deering Boys Basketball there in Double A North finishing on a very strong note, didn't they? Beating Chevrolet and Portland back to back to end the regular season. Yeah, you really uh, was struggle to find a team that's a little bit hotter than Deering going into the tournament. Uh, the win over Portland's just huge. Uh, the Bulldogs have been their nemesis forever. In fact, they had beaten them 14 straight times. Wow. It had been six years to the day since Deering had beaten Portland. And, uh, boy, did Deering ever put the, put the smack down last night, though, 36-10 at halftime. And uh, it, it, was, it was long overdue, and I know the Rams are very excited to finally beat their nemesis. And I tell you, they look as good as anyone going into the tournament. You know, we've talked about how wide open class AA North is. And certainly Bangor and that defending champion Edward Little are looking really good right now with their records. Uh, but I tell you, I, I wouldn't bet against Deering. They look very, very good. They're hungry. And now that they've gotten this Portland hump out of the way, I think they're going to be tough to beat. Although it is funny how the seeds worked out. They're going to have to play Portland again now <laughs> in, the, in the quarterfinals next <laughs> Thursday. So just when they thought they finally got over that hump once and for all, uh, it's all going to be a moot point if they don't turn around and beat them again next week. At least it'll be a home game for Darien, right? It'll be on their on their in their gym, so that's nice. Yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> which makes a big difference because Deering hasn't beaten Portland at the Expo since 2006. So that, wow. that's certainly you know I expect another big crowd. That was a big part of it last night. Now, you know, Deering packed that gym and they just fed off that energy. They hit a couple early three pointers and they never looked back. So who are the key players for Deering? Because we cover Oxford Hills on our sister station here, and we cover all their home games, but they play Deering at Deering this year. So I haven't got a chance to see Deering, so I'm curious who we should watch out for in the postseason and whatnot. Well, Ben Ehrlich is certainly their best-known player, and he's mm-hmm. a phenomenal athlete. Uh, he can get it done inside and out. I mean, he's, he's, just a, he's, he's kind of a man among boys out there at times. But they've got a lot of other players. You know, Max Morioni. I hit six three-pointers last night in the victory, a couple of big ones uh, when Deering was opening it up early. Daryl Germain hit the threes early on. Uh, that gave them the lead. And then they've got some other kids who step up and do some of the dirty work. So uh, they've really put it together as the season's going on. And you can just see they're a team that's getting more and more confident, and they're going to be really tough to beat. you got a feature right now on the Forecaster uh, posted a couple days ago, but the postseason's here, so buckle up. Southern edition, uh, what are some highlights you're looking for, you know, whether it be for girls basketball, you know, girls ice hockey is already underway in terms of postseason and whatnot in, the, in where you cover things there for the forecaster. Well, I think, you know, as far as girls basketball goes, uh, you know, South Portland's going to be number one going into the AA mm-hmm. South tournament as they were last year. And, of course, they got upset by Gorham last year in the semifinals. Uh, the way it's uh, set up now, South Portland wouldn't have to play Gorham until the regional finals. And that's presuming that Gorham could knock off Scarborough, which they didn't do in two meetings this year. Mm. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a whole lot of red at the Civic Center in the regional final. Uh, South Portland, Scarborough, you know, if it shakes out that way, it wouldn't be the least bit surprising. And uh, South Portland, I know they're looking to finish what last year's team started. Last year's team was 17-1, and they really thought they were going to have a coronation, and then they were just stunned when they lost in the semi. So we'll see if, that, if this year's team can finish off what last year's team couldn't. Uh, but Scarborough is certainly not going to be a pushover. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, the girls' hockey playoffs are already down at the semifinals here. I've got a Falmouth-Scarborough game uh, later this afternoon. 
and then the winner will will probably get Chevres, the defending regional champion, in the regional final on Wednesday, and then the state game for girls hockey is next Saturday. So yeah. we're that close to uh, starting to uh, crown some champions, and then you know, of course, vacation week we'll have state meets for track and swimming and skiing and wrestling, and a uh, basketball tournament will be underway as well. So uh, a lot going on down here and all over the state for that matter. You won't have a chance to get home for what the next two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my eye on the prize is March. I'll get a little downtime, get a little vacation time, but no, the rest of February is going to be pretty crazy. But I, you know, it's, I've done this for a lot of years. I know what to expect. For sure. Um, I saw you know a couple other items. Um, you're looking at Scarborough um, in football. They got a couple college commits, right? That they sent some guys on to the next level. Right. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, sir. Anthony Pizella. Uh, signed and committed to uh, Franklin Pierce. And uh, Zach Reed is going to play up. Another one of their big linemen is going to play up at Orno. And Zoltan Pagny, who was the quarterback on the 2017 right. championship team, uh, I think he did a prep year this year. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go up to Orno as well. So, I mean, that's a program that's produced a lot of victories over the last few years. Uh, first ever Class A gold ball uh, a year ago. And now they're, uh, they're, they're certainly seeing some of the fruits of their labor pay off as some of these uh, bigger names are going on to, to play at the next level. And, you know, it's an exciting exciting thing for any program, and certainly I know Scott was very proud of that. You know, in in boys basketball, going back to that a little bit, because, um, you know, Bangor and Edward Little just played the other, um, the other, yesterday, and Edward Little got right. the win. And, I, you know, essentially I've seen mixed reports about whether or not Edward Little is going to be first or second in the heel points in the end, because right now I see Bangor is still hanging on there by a percentage right. point. But, I'm, right. I mean, you've seen some of these teams when they've come down your way. Who do you think is, should be the favorite right now in A North? Well, if I was handicapping it, I would say Edward Little, just based on their championship experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I haven't seen Bangor this year. I, I know okay. that Fleming is excellent. Yes. I know they've had some big wins. I'm not sure they've played quite the schedule that some of the teams down here have. But I tell you, you know, I, I really am very high on the steering team. I think if they can get by Portland, which is obviously a huge if, uh, but if they can get by this Portland team and continue their surge, no one's going to want to see them. I, I could certainly see them, you know, knocking off Bangor uh, in the semis if it comes to that. And, you know, if they get to the regional final, they'd be as tough as anybody. So, uh, you know, Edward Little, you, you certainly have to respect what they've done. Uh, but I'm telling you, uh, keep an eye on Deering. Certainly. And then in AA South, you know, Thornton Academy, uh, their football team was so great this year. Well, they got a pretty good basketball team, too. <laughs> they finished first in the Hill points there at 14-4. and four. Who are some teams you've been covering AA South in terms of boys basketball who we should watch out for? Obviously, Thornton's been leading the way in terms of the standings this year. Yeah, you know, TA, they, they kind of take that football mentality out of the court, but it works for them. And they've had some big wins this year. You know, Bonnie Eagle, they're 15-3. and three. Yeah. I don't know if a lot of people are taking them seriously, right? but they've beaten teams like Portland and Falmouth. They've got some big wins, so I'll be curious to see how they do once this gets going. I think South Portland on a given night can beat anyone. They've just really struggled for consistency this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, they, you know, they have experience in big games. I still think they have a run in them. And then this Gorham Scarborough quarterfinal, I think, is going to be very compelling. Scarborough, they're defending regional champs. They got off to a really rough start this year, mm. but they finished very strong. They did lose their finale by a few points down at TA. Uh, but I think that you know, they're going to be a tough matchup for Gorham, even with Gorham being the home team. And then whoever comes out of that game, I think, is going to have to feel really good about their chances you know, going up against TA in the, in the semi. So there are going to be some good games, especially once we get to the semifinals in the Civic Center. And you know, I think any of those top four or five teams, I think you can make a case for any of them coming out. And you mentioned you've got a girls' ice hockey game later today. What else are you covering this weekend uh, for the forecaster? Uh, it's actually a pretty quiet weekend. Oh. I'll be gearing up for next week. Sure. 
Um, I'm, I'm actually going to have the pleasure of, I think this is the fifth year in a row now, that I'll be joining Travis Lee on Channel 8. We're doing uh, the high school basketball tournament show tomorrow at, at 7.30 on Channel 8. So, uh, you know, mark your calendars for that. So I'll be doing that with him. And, you know, we'll, we'll be previewing all of the regions and talking about, uh, you know, some of the storylines of the tournament. And then, you know, next Tuesday everything gets going because the quarterfinal rounds in Double A, as you know, yeah. are not uh, are not at a neutral site. They're at the, the home court. So you got a lot of games spread out over a couple days next week. And then next Friday everything starts up at the Expo. So it, it's getting real, as they say. At Double A, we've talked about this a little bit on the show. Everyone makes the playoffs, which I find interesting. Yeah. I don't. What are your thoughts on that? I, I know that's a fairly recent development, obviously. Yeah, I don't like it. I think they yeah. make it one region. Uh, take uh, you know two thirds of the teams, have a couple prelims, and then go to a to a neutral site. I just don't think you you can replicate an, an expo or a civic center type experience by playing on a home court. You know, during Portland, during Portland, will get a really good crowd. It'll have a tournament atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure Noble TA will have a tournament atmosphere. Right. Um, and you know, I just don't like the I don't like the idea of, of everyone making the tournament. I just I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, it's bizarre to me. Um, but so it goes. So yeah, but after those initial games, and there are a couple exceptions you mentioned, it should be quite interesting there. So uh, looking forward to that. Obviously, you know, Super Bowl was this past Sunday. I guess we yes. should get your opinion on that game. I, I I was bored to death, but I'm not a Patriots fan, so I don't know. <laughs> well, I I am a Pats fan. Yes, I wasn't bored to death. It was it was like all the Super Bowls. It was nerve wracking to the end, and I'm sure you can hear by my voice today that it's still not 100 percent from that game. It was five days ago. I'm glad they found a way to win. Honestly, that's a game they could have put away much earlier, but they never seemed to do it easy. And I'm, you know, I'm just thrilled they found a way to win. Uh, sometimes winning ugly is a thing of beauty, and, and I would say that. And, and this was a very unexpected championship, guys. I, I certainly didn't think that this team had it in them. Uh, they proved me wrong, as they do so often, and uh, it's just glorious. And uh, hopefully it's not the last one. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was definitely an impressive defensive effort considering I've seen the Rams many times this year and the points they can put up, and they right. just could not do anything. It was pretty pretty stunning, actually. I thought, you know, I thought I certainly thought the Patriots had a chance to win it um, from the beginning, but I did not expect the Rams to score three points. <laughs> no, no one did. And I mean, the over-under was 56. Was yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, someone, someone took a bath big time there. But I just feel, you know, Belichick completely uh, outcoached McVeigh. Yeah. Uh, I think off the lights were a little the lights were a little too bright for him, and you know when the game had to be won, Brady didn't have a great game, but when the game had to be won, he made a couple of huge throws, and the and the defense just stepped up where they haven't in so many other Super Bowls and playoff games where they've lost. You know we've seen the defense fail at the end. This time they stepped up and made the play, and and in the past were able to more or less run out the clock and kick the field goal. And, uh, it was nice to have it not go to overtime or a final kick or something like that, and and be able to celebrate at the end. So. A lot of joy in New England yet again from this uh, amazing run, which we'll never see anything like again. He is Michael Hoffer, the sports editor of The Forecaster. Follow him on Twitter at F-O-R-E Sports. And as you mentioned, you'll be covering um, Falmouth Scarborough Girls Ice Hockey beginning at 5 o'clock this afternoon. That'll be in Gorham. So looking forward to seeing your write-up from that as obviously in Girls Ice Hockey, Lewiston's probably the prohibitive favorite, but it is certainly fun to see who might face them in the state title game, I suppose, right? <laughs> yeah, right. And I know, you know, Severus gave them a close game. So mm-hmm. I think Severus believes if they can get back to the state game, if they lost a close one to Greeley last year, I think they, they'd like to take another shot at Lewiston if it comes down to that next Saturday. We'll see if it happens. Michael Hoffer, thanks so much for joining us on the B-List. Really appreciate it. Uh, 
All right, guys. Thank you. Have a good Take care, Mike.